Sup, Dad? Welcome to This Dad Reads, a bookish podcast spanning genres and fandoms. I'm your host, Jason, and it's the last episode of 2023. Join me and my friends from the online book community as we look back at the year in Star Wars. Plus, I'm joined by Daniel Jose Older to talk about the return of the High Republic Adventures. What is going on, my fandom friends? I hope you all are doing well out there. I have got a jam-packed episode, the final episode of the year. Guys, we made it to the end of the year, slash, how is it already the end of the year? It, It seems like I've literally blinked and the year has gone by, but also I can very vividly look back at very specific times of this year and go right there, go right to that place. I'm thinking of San Diego Comic-Con back in the summer. I'm thinking of new book releases, new comic releases. We've gotten so much content this year and it's been marked by so many fun moments of not just media and releases, but moments of connection, moments of just fun for for the online book community and the Star Wars community. There's just been so much that has happened to all of us this year, and I think it will honestly go down as one of the most memorable ones yet. I can't be the only one who gets like a little nostalgic at this time of year, right? Well, I'm thankfully not alone because in this episode, I reached out to a number of members of the online Star Wars book community. Um, I'm just going to leave it at members for now because I want it to be a surprise on who all actually joined me. But I was blown away by how many people agreed to share with me their favorite thing from Star Wars in this year, the favorite thing they experienced. So sprinkle throughout this episode, you're going to hear just what everyone from the online Star Wars community enjoyed this year in Star Wars. So stay tuned for that. Definitely. Also, guys, in prepping for this episode and gathering all of the audio clips that were submitted, I was almost crying how beautiful just the Star Wars book community is online. I've stated this before, um, but it's such a wholesome, nice, genuinely kind place to engage with, and the community is awesome. We're from all over the world, from all walks of life, just wildly different tastes and opinions, and I'm just so thankful and honored to be a part of it, and I feel like there's so much toxicity in the world, A, everywhere, just in the world. The online world is a whole other thing. But I have, I just feel, I truly feel that the online Star Wars book community is the most caring, understanding, wholesome place to be online. And so as people continue to join us, I know that more will experience that for themselves. And I just love how open and welcoming everyone is when new people jump in, new people to, you know, people just jumping into the High Republic or just into Star Wars books in general. Um, It's just the best. And also before I start just like blubbering and tearing up all over again, uh, I'm also stoked to have a first time guest author on the show, none other than Daniel Jose Older himself. The High Republic Adventures series just returned to comic book shelves, so I had to get him on because the High Republic Adventures characters are some of my favorite in the entire initiative. So stay tuned in a little bit. We're going to get to that in just a while. Now, I know in my last episode, I basically announced a change up to my last current next segment. Well, I'm already making a change to my change. (laughs) Since so many folks graciously submitted audio clips of their favorite thing from Star Wars in the year, I did not, you know, over ask and ask any people to send me also their last current nexts. So after this first batch of submissions, we'll be diving in to my last current next. Hey everyone, it's Quentin, Q&A Props, aka the High Republic lightsaber guy. And my favorite Star Wars moment of the year has to be, and I'm going to sound really boring here, but it was my first Star Wars celebration in Europe. For the longest time, I've heard such good stories about that event, and to finally witness it in person was truly magical. From getting to see the seventh ep- episode of Mando early on the big screen with a big audience, to getting to give some gifts freely given to the High Republic authors, it just had it all. 
It only further stimulated the love I have for the franchise and the fans, um, resulting in me sharing the passion on Instagram and Twitter and making a bunch of friends along the way. Yeah, so those are four days I'll never forget. Hey Jason, this is Fabio of Tattooing Times. What's my favorite piece of Star Wars media in 2023? Definitely Ahsoka. That show, in my opinion, has some of the best storytelling of all Star Wars. Just, you know, bringing back a lot of memories from Rebels while introducing new characters and, um, and new storylines. So I'm excited to see more and hopefully we'll get a season two or, uh, you know, the movie by Filoni. But yeah, that was definitely my top one. Hey there, it's Alex from Star Wars Explained. And my favorite thing from Star Wars this year was Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Hi, this is Molly from Star Wars Explained. And my favorite thing from Star Wars this year was The Mandalorian Season 3. Hey Jason, it's Jay here from The Rancor Reading Pit and Jay Manchand Art. So what's been my favorite piece of Star Wars media this year? I'd probably say it's uh, The High Republic, honestly. Path of Vengeance had me fist pumping and screaming and crying all at the same time. Uh, and I also realized that it was only in April of this year that I actually opened the Rankle Reading Pit book account on Instagram. And that was in large part thanks to you, uh, just getting to know you over the past year and chatting to you and seeing your posts and how much heavily involved you were with the Star Wars book community. It kind of inspired me to open my own account. So I did that and it's been great getting to know lots of different people and sharing what we all love about Star Wars books and the High Republic. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been great to find a community that's always positive and just talking about the things that they enjoy within Star Wars. Even if the High Republic does occasionally break our hearts. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Um, I can't wait to see what next year's going to bring. And I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Johnny Maynard here, uh, a.k.a. The, the Bumbling Irish One from the Star Wars Big Community Podcast, a.k.a. Uh, Journals of the Wills on Instagram. Uh, I, I think my most memorable thing from Star Wars this year was, you know, on a personal note, probably celebration and getting to meet fellow fans uh, in person, you know, folk who I'd only ever talked to online before, uh, and of course meeting and chatting to many of the authors, not only at signings, but at that amazing author and cosplayer meetup um, over the course of the weekend as well. Uh, you know, but in terms of Star Wars media this year, you know, it's so hard to pick because you know, the last couple of years, ever since the Disney acquisition, really, it's just been an embarrassment of riches to choose from any given year. You know, it's really hard to, to say sort of what stands out. But, but I think for me, this year probably has mostly been about Jedi Survivor, weirdly enough, uh, rather than some of the some of the book series, um, like High Republic and, and that sort of thing. Um, Battle Scars by Sam Maggs, that tie-in novel, is probably my favourite book of the year. Um, I, I just I loved spending more time with the Mantis crew as a crew, and. As much as I think that the found family trope is in danger of being overused in Star Wars sometimes, I really like what Mags did with the idea and with these characters. 
in that novel. You know, we, we get the messiness and slight dysfunction of, of a group of people who, you know, they might have very little in common, actually, beyond the circumstances that have brought them together. You know, but it's not the fragmented, traumatized crew of, say, the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, you know, who, who very rarely actually come together as a cohesive unit. Um, you know, the Mantis crew... It does stay on the heartwarming side of things, you know? It felt genuine. It it laid some great emotional and narrative groundwork for where we'd find those characters in the game and novel, you know? Uh, And like all good tie-in media, the game and novel just enhance each other, really. Uh, And I find that a beautiful, beautiful thing to experience as as a reader, as a player, as a fan of, of the franchise. And of course, Jedi Survivor gave us two whole soundtrack scores as well. Um, the amazing musical score to the game, and then that sort of album of um, quirky in-universe music as well. And I love all that kind of stuff. So yeah, all about Jedi Survivor for me. I still go back into that game and spend time in, in, in that world and, and with those characters. Um, a lot of fun to be had there. Uh, and uh, yeah, as I say, Battle Scars, personally my standout novel of the year. Um, that's all from me, guys. Um, happy holidays, Jason and everyone else listening. And may the force be with you. So the last book I read was Annihilation, The Old Republic by Drew Carpershin, part of the Essential Legends Collection. And my review for this book is up now on TatooineTimes.com. And full disclosure, guys, I enjoyed this book. Carpishan is a very good writer. I love the the Darth Bane trilogy. That's one of my favorite books in Legends. Um, And he is a skilled writer. I didn't have any problems reading or following this book. But the more I'm reading The Old Republic, I think my lack of knowledge in the whole initiative as a whole, the video games the lore, the comic books, I think it's hindering my appreciation and maybe, you know, outright excitement for Annihilation in particular. I didn't think it was bad, hear me say, not at all. There were some really great characters, some great storylines, but I felt like at the end I was kind of struggling to feel like, I I felt like I wanted to be more connected to these characters and to the stakes, right? I, I don't really know what's come before, I don't know what's coming next. It doesn't feel like, to me, at least the High Republic, where it's like, oh, this is this epic middle chapter and I know what's coming. And I just don't have that context. So I enjoyed it for what it was. As a standalone kind of Star Wars novel, I can't really say that I would recommend it just jumping in without any previous knowledge. So Wikipedia is everyone's best friend, as we all know. If you want to dive into Annihilation, definitely take some time to research and maybe even play some of these games. I know the Old Republic is... Um, very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. This was a time in Star Wars media that I was not engaged with this community. I was basically just a movie person when The Old Republic came out, and I've never been a gamer at all, and I've talked about this on the show before. So I think in the end, this book is probably for people who are very familiar and fans of The Old Republic video game um, and that entire initiative. So I guess that's all I'll say there. Annihilation, I enjoyed it. I probably could have enjoyed it more. The current book that I am reading is A Christmas Horse Carol by Tom Fletcher. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, I'm almost yearly posting about almost the annual Christmas Horse book that comes out from Tom Fletcher. Tom is a member of the British band McFly, which I have been a fan of since, you know, my college years. Um, Not a lot of people know who they are in the States, but my, you know, maybe my British folks, my British friends out there might know who I'm talking about. 
A number of years ago, he started writing middle grade kids books. Um, he and his bandmate Dougie have written the Dinosaur That Pooped series for all my parents out there. It's a really great um, just kind of board book series. It's super funny. To everything Tom writes, he brings this kind of childlike wonder and excitement and joy. The audience definitely is for younger readers, but me and my family love the Christmasaurus books. The first book also has like a soundtrack that he did. He's a very talented musician, writer, so it's really a part of our family's Christmas tradition to read a Christmasaurus book, so that's what we're reading right now. The next book that I'm reading, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I only have, I think, three more books uh, to hit my reading goal of 60 this year. And as I'm recording, I'm staring at my TBR shelf, my physical TBR shelf, and one of those books is screaming to me. So I'm tempted to go back to the one that I know is one of the oldest. A number of these books have been on there for well over a year. So maybe I'll throw that out there on my Instagram, do a vote. Maybe I'll let you guys help me decide. I don't know what to read. So uh, it, maybe it'll be a group decision. So more to come on my January episode on what I ended up reading. Hi, this is Chris, aka Christmas. And my most memorable thing from Star Wars this year was probably this year's Comic-Con. Meeting all the Star Wars fans and, you know, meeting people from Instagram that I have chatted Star Wars books with. But probably the most memorable was um, being able to receive a copy of E.K. Johnston's Crimson Climb early and getting to read it. It was the world's hardest book to put down. I hated having to go to work because I wanted to be home reading. Uh, it was an awesome book and just, um, I loved getting Kira's backstory and finding out how she got to where she was, you know, in the Solo movie. It just, that will be the highlight of my year for Star Wars for me. I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey, this is Zane, aka My Two Credits, and the most memorable piece of Star Wars media for me in 2023 was Jedi Survivor, the video game. Cal is a character I feel deeply connected to, and getting to play through and watch the next stage of his journey was a true highlight of the year. The visuals are jaw-dropping, and if you're someone who isn't a gamer, you can find the cutscenes for the game all over YouTube if you simply want the story. Hi there, uh, this is Lydia Kang. I am the author of Cataclysm, and um, so, okay, not to be biased, so I'm not going to mention anything that's in the High Republic as being anything that was my favorite media from this year. So outside of that, I would say my favorite thing this year was um, watching Ahsoka right after watching all four seasons of Star Wars Rebels, which I had seen little bits here and there, but I had never seen them in their entirety. And I was so excited for Ahsoka that I spent months and months watching Rebels every single episode back to back um, and it was so good and I totally fell in love with these characters and I think I watched that scene with Hera and Kanan Jarrus when Kanan died like 10 times back to like over and over again because it was just so heartbreaking so anyway yeah watching Ahsoka was just it was wonderful seeing these characters come back and I didn't have to wait so many years like everybody else did it was fantastic Hello there, it's Steve Galloway here, Literature Editor for Jedi News. I've been asked by Jason to give you all my favourite Star Wars media for 2023. There have been so many releases this year for Star Wars, and I must admit it's been a difficult choice. I do need to mention Delilah S. Dawson's amazing book, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. But if I'm pressured to give my outright favourite for the year, oh, it's got to be the Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus. I've jokingly called it Season 5 of Rebels, 
But for me, it delivered on so many levels, the character development and everything that goes with it to do with the Jedi lore. Absolutely brilliant scene, thrown back on screen as well, which is a, a big character for me, uh, where I am with my Star Wars life. So thank you, Jason, for asking me to be part of your your fun review for 2023 uh, and look forward to uh, season two. So may the force be with you always. Hello there. My name is Margot and I'm Belzatifar on Instagram. And my favorite piece of Star Wars media in 2023 has got to be the High Republic. And to be a bit more specific, I will say Cataclysm by Lydia King because of Axel Greylark. She continued his story perfectly and Cataclysm is just something you have to read it and experience it for yourself to understand thank you and happy new year and merry christmas and happy holidays hey it's sw book collector here and my thing that i have truly loved in the world of star wars this year is a few things so my favorite book is possibly either path of vengeance or crimson climb which was a low-key favourite for mine. Absolutely love that. Favourite comic is definitely Santa Staros by Justine Ireland. That one's an absolute bang if you haven't read it. Um, but I think the absolute highlight for me is getting to go to Star Wars Celebration and the, more specifically the High Republic cosplay meetup. We got to meet all the authors, Christina Ariel. I got pictures of all of them. It was amazing and everyone was so lovely. So yeah, great year for the High Republic, great year for Star Wars, great year for me. <laughs> um, yes, banging. Of course, I couldn't let an episode of the This Dad Reads podcast go by without being joined by my droid pal, KC78. KC, get over here, bud. KC, your profile is on the rise, my man. I think a lot more people are familiar with who you are since you are all over Eye of Darkness by George Mann. I didn't talk about it that much in my interview with him. I'm so sorry, but I didn't want to spoil it too much because your presence, you are all over that book. How does it feel to be famous? Well, KC, please don't quit your day job because I need you for both podcast and emotional support. <laughs> um but I wanted you to join me now for a few minutes because the first issue of The High Republic Adventures in Phase 3 just came out and I needed someone to talk with about it. Yes, of course, we'll avoid spoilers, but thank you for mentioning that. If you haven't yet read issue one of The High Republic Adventures from Dark Horse Comics, never fear, we will avoid any talk of spoilers. We promise to tread lightly, right? So immediately we're jumped back into kind of the current timeline that George Mann introduced in the Eye of Darkness. It's been about a year since the fall of Starlight. There is still a lot of unknowns as far as who has survived and who has not. And this is throwing um, our Mickey and girl Zine just kind of into a tailspin because Lula, as well as, as, well as a couple others, ha are being shown as, you know, hollows of people who are no longer with us. And basically it's like a <laughs> like a glitch in the system or the system set up to after a year of, you know, unknown, they mark them as, you know, missing or as dead. And so rightly so, that just throws her into a, into a spiral. Um, and we see that her and Court, my boy Court, they are kind of teamed up. And I won't spoil anything, but their relationship, I can tell, is kind of growing. And it's so wholesome to see. I love Court and just his whole journey from phase one. And so, I mean, all of us Court fans out there, um, I feel like the Court and Zine friendship is going to be one of the things that is I'm going to just love already. It's being set up in such a nice way that I just love the two of them as friends kind of going through stuff together. Um it's really hard to talk about what else, what else happens in this issue without getting into spoilers, right, Casey? 
But I will say that the art by Harvey Tolabau is just mind-blowing in this issue. He has such a skill for these spreads that at first glance can seem just chaotic and you really have to like think to kind of peel apart what's going on. But for some reason in this first issue, it felt like a hug coming back. It felt like, oh, this is this series. Like I just took so much extra time to really, you know, dig into every visual detail um, in some of these spreads just to like, not just to find Easter eggs, but it's like I the story is being told in the way that Harvey's art comes across. It's amazing. And um, just the way that he styles the characters and the emotions he can put on their faces, it's crazy. So without saying too much more, Zine and Court, uh, they go on a new mission and they're very surprised by what they find come issue's end. And I know I'm not alone in thinking that <laughs> I need issue two to come right now. Um, it's wild. Daniel Jose Older, you know, he's known for just throwing everything at his stories in the best way possible. And that cannot be made more clear in issue one of the Higher Public Adventures. It's an amazing return to form. I cannot recommend this series enough. I've been really um, stoked to see that I think in this time between phases one and phases three, especially with the um, omnibus coming out of phase one, um, recently from Dark Horse, I've seen a lot of people posting about it, that they're reading it and finally catching up. So sorry, guys, you're now on the issue by issue <laughs> fan, <laughs> the fan club of the issue by issue people who are just like devouring these stories as they come. So I would love to continue to talk about this series um, each month as, as the issues come out. That's not something I typically always do on the show, but I think with this one, I'm going to have to because it's so close to my heart and these stories are just front and center of my brain and I love them so much. So Casey, what were your thoughts? Oh, I totally agree. Hey, I also want to ask you, Casey, since you're here, you know, I've asked a whole bunch of my friends and people from the online Star Wars book community to let me know what their favorite Star Wars media of 2023 was. What was yours, my man? Oh, how did I know? The Dark Droids comic series from Marvel? Uh, I would I would expect nothing less. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> well, Casey... Can you help me get the next group of submissions queued up? And then we will dive right into my conversation with Daniel Jose Older. Hi, I'm Christina Ariel from Star Wars The Higher Public Show. My favorite Star Wars thing this year was Star Wars Celebration. It was fantastic being in London and getting to see Star Wars fans from all over the world converge on this arena and walk through and just see cosplay everywhere, people talking about Star Wars, having conversations, talking about what it is that they love about Star Wars and enjoy. It was amazing, and I look forward to seeing what 2024 brings in the fandom. Hey, hey, it's Grand Admiral Frick here from DrunkWookie.com, and my favorite Star Wars thing that I've read in 2023 is The High Republic, Shadows of Starlight, number one by Mr. Charles Soule. I'm a huge High Republic fan, and this issue perfectly sets up phase three by teasing what has gone down in the year after the fall of Starlight Beacon, while also introducing a ton of new characters to get people excited for what they have planned next. Uh, just leave Buryaga alone, guys. He has been through enough. <laughs> Hi, this is Tessa Gratton, and my favorite Star Wars from 2023 was Eye of Darkness by George Mann. Hello, I'm Connor from Connor's Bookshelf and Book Ascendancy, and my favorite piece of Star Wars media in 2023 was Ahsoka, more specifically, seeing Thrawn finally make the jump from animation to live action. I love Thrawn, he's my favorite character, so that was something super awesome for me to see. 
I'm Christy from Admiral Reads and Book Ascendancy, and my favorite piece of Star Wars media in 2023 was the return of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker because Anakin is my favorite character, and just to have him back in all his glory was so amazing, and I'm still thinking about it till this day. Hi, everyone. This is John from Star Wars Pato 101. I'm super excited to be asked by Jason from At This Dad Reads to talk about the most exciting thing coming out of Star Wars in 2023. Let me see if I can describe it and then see if you can guess what I'm talking about. So first off, the story. Completely brave. Does not insult the audience intelligence whatsoever. Then the characters themselves talk about being luminous. Each character that graces us with their presence, truly remarkable. Last but not least, the heart and the soul. As you all know, that is the most important aspect of any story, especially in Star Wars, that is very resonating to me. And the stories of of this media that I'm talking about, it's nothing short of all of those things. So if you haven't guessed by now, of course, it's the High Republic. Hi, this is Greg Cass, a.k.a. Ion Cannon from Instagram and Threads. Uh, so excited to be here with this Dad Reads, uh, sharing my favorite piece of Star Wars media from 2023. You know, I, there's so much to enjoy this year, but my favorite that I want to put a plug in for is Star Wars Timelines. Um, I love the novels, I love the television shows, but there's no greater pleasure to me than sitting down with a big guidebook and being able to paw through uh, timelines and look at all the different eras and learn all these different bits and pieces of different periods in the Star Wars universe was a real treat this year. It, it took me back to when I was first a Star Wars fan and I was reading the essential guides in the late 90s and early 2000s. So being able to, to crack open this beautifully designed book, see all the wonderful art, and also just see the the way in which things overlap. Here's a scene from the Kenobi show next to a comic, next to a uh, a passage from a novel, next to a uh, scene from a video game. It's just a really special book to get to see it all put together. And while I spent hours enjoying it this year, I have no doubt I'll enjoy it in the years to come. Uh, thanks to everybody in the Star Wars book community for all the great content this year. I really look forward to more years of reading and enjoying our passions together. Cheers. Howdy, neighbors. Danny Fandoms here. And my favorite thing from Star Wars this year is a tough decision because we got to see Mandalorians retake their home planet, the live-action debut of Star Wars Rebels characters in Ahsoka, more adventures with Cal Kestis in the video games, and more books from the High Republic. But I think my favorite thing, and this may be some recency bias, is my most recent trip to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because there's just something about stepping into that galaxy far, far away, piloting the Millennium Falcon, buying a lightsaber at the Den of Antiquities, and sitting down to eat those delicious Ronto wraps. And what makes it even more special is I got to do it with family, and those connections with friends and family have always been my favorite parts of this franchise. May the Force be with you. And I'm back, and I'm joined by the reason that Master Buckets of Blood exists, Daniel Jose Older. Welcome to the show, Daniel. <laughs> They're going to put that on my gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> you can't Good get away from it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining. I know This is the first time I've had you on this show. I know we were able to chat at uh, Star Wars Celebration 2022. We were all masked up. Um, 
but it's been a minute and I'm stoked to have you on. It's great to be here. Very excited to talk all things Star Wars with you. Heck yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, as a first time guest. And, you know, this is This Dad Reads. That's kind of like my thing. I'm a, I'm a dad. You know, I'm a professional. I'm in, you know, I'm working. I'm trying to engage with my hobbies that I love. So as a fellow dad with a, a toddler age youngling, I believe, in your in your family, how yes. how are you doing? How is life for you right now? <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild time. I will say that. <laughs> um, it's a wild time to be alive, let alone have a life, you know, that you're responsible for. That said, um, I really love being a dad. It's like, you know, one of my favorite things I've ever done, and I've done a lot of cool things. So I will say that uh, we were just in, uh, my, my wife is a writer too, Brittany Williams, and we were in Charleston together for Y'all Fest, where she was presenting and doing panels and stuff. And it was so cool to be there as a dad and not, it's a it's a festival I've done as a writer. It was great to be there as a dad and like see lots of friends and just be in charge of Tito and, you know, rolling around with him all, all the whole time. We went to the farmer's market, you know, we just had a real dad and son time. So I really enjoyed that. It was great. Love it. That's awesome. Are you at the, is he at the stage where you're like low key trying to put things in front of him that you want him to experience? Or are you just kind of like letting him do his own thing? Yes, Young Jedi Adventures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, it's a little bit of both, though. You know, we try to follow his excitement and also try to kind of guide it a little bit. You know, it's a yeah. balancing act. I was really thrilled uh, during spooky season to find out that he's a very spooky kid. Um, I think my, my wife and I were both really um, proud of that, you know, as we are both spooky kids, too. So it's just cool to see him like, you know, we didn't try to enforce that on him. He just naturally gets excited about skeletons and spiders and stuff. And, and so do we. So it's pretty cool. That's fun. That's awesome. I feel like that that's a thing too. When my son was younger, he was all about, even in Star Wars, he loved the villains. It was like all about Kylo and Darth Vader. And, you know, so at, cool. in one hand yeah. it's kind of concerning, but on the other hand, I'm like, all right, fair, you know. Look, you're just, that's before they've been like, you know, trained in all the sort of yeah. symbols that we, you know, eventually kind of, they get locked in yeah. through media. So it's actually really cool to see them. You know, he doesn't know what a skeleton is, right? He's just like, oh, it's a weird, <laughs> weird looking guy. Yeah. But he thinks it's so cool aesthetically and he just, of he's course. really drawn to it. So I yeah. Love that. The, the fear will come later. <laughs> that right. usually well, happens. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of kind of like childhood and like raising, you know, the next generation, I want to hear a little bit about what your introduction was to Star Wars in particular. Like, what around around what age were you and what was kind of the thing that kind of triggered that passion and ignited your love for the franchise? So I was three, exactly, because um, I was born in 1980 and Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. And that's what that was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. We all went as a family. I was terrified by the rancor, speaking <laughs> of fear, went running out of the theater, but oh. came back, kept coming back. And then I was obsessed. Like, I was so obsessed with that movie. I absolutely adored it. We had those really, uh, like, grungy plastic masks that you yes. wear at Halloween, you know, that are like, constantly falling apart and, like, cutting your face and stuff. Mm -hmm. And are really spooky when you... <laughs> um, so, you know, we were, as a family, really into Star Wars. And I just personally, you know, this was before fan fiction. Yeah. I and mean, this was before the internet. <laughs> and at least anyone, in you know, publicly had it. <laughs> so... Uh, we we had action figures, you know, and, and that was our fan fiction. And we would make up stories with Luke and Leia and Lando and Han and everybody. And that's how we told stories. And, and then the other, the next sort of step in my fandom was 
the making of documentary that came out about the Return of the Jedi, which I was totally obsessed with too. And I just loved seeing the behind the scenes, especially the the monster shop, the creature shop, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff was really just like just pulled me. Like I was just in. That's awesome. I'm a fellow '80s, you know, '80s kid. I was born in '83, the year that Return okay. of the Jedi came out, so right. I didn't get to experience it in theaters. But my, I'm I'm sure we had similar childhoods where, like, the Jim Henson of it all, of like the '80s, yeah, oh, totally, the yeah, best. Yeah, like, Muppet Save bring... Manhattan, I think was the next movie I saw. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite Muppet movie. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's it holds best. up. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, and, and yeah. I love that. Yeah, that crossover piece and then Labyrinth, of course, being yes, like a Dark a Crystal. Yeah, so all that. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So on my last episode of the year, I've been I put pitched it out there to some of my you know Star Wars book community friends online. I sent it out to some of the authors that I've had the chance to chat with and meet and um, interact with online. And I'm asking, I'm compiling everyone's answers to this year in episode to say. What is your favorite thing in Star Wars media that you interacted with this year? So I want to throw that to you. What was your favorite Star Wars thing from 2023? Oh, man. It's such a hard question. <clears throat> um, I feel like I can't totally... I, 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 my, my real answer is the High Republic as a whole. You oh. know? But as a member of the team, I feel like I'm not allowed to say like something that I'm involved with. So <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I'm, but I will say I'm really proud of the work we've been doing, and particularly this year, and particularly... As phase three launches, there's just so much great work all around from from every single member of the team. So that's kind of my one answer. But my my non me involved answer is uh, Doctor Afra, you know, by Alyssa Wong, who is incredible and has just been killing it on all calibers. And you know, just reading their work every time I read, it, I'm just like, oh man, like how do you do that? And I'll I'll literally text them and be like, how did you do that? You know, like because because I can. And uh, I'm just such a fan of their work, so definitely that. That's awesome that you said you're a fan, and you can like directly text <laughs> the yeah. the people who are making the thing. That's yeah. like that's like leveled up right there. <laughs> For sure, it's one of the it's one of the peaks of being a writer, <laughs> one of the perks rather. Yeah. So believe it or not, we're almost three years into the High Republic Initiative, which to me is wild. And the con- community continues to grow. The love for it continues to spread. And I want to ask you, as one of the original, you know, luminous authors at the start of it all, what does it mean to you to be a part of this community? Because I really feel like the authors are a part of it. Like, what does it all mean to you? Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely the thrill of a lifetime, you know, of a career. I I still can't believe it sometimes. You know, I, I just, I do look back fairly regularly back at the early days when we were really just like, you know, what's this going to be? How, and then once we knew what it was going to be, how are people going to receive it? And then just the process of creating it on a team. First of all, that the process itself has been and continues to be so much fun and only more so since the team has grown. We just have a really good time. And I think you can tell that from the work that we're having fun and that we just, you know, really enjoy it and we enjoy each other and like, we respect each other a lot and that's been really cool. And then the fandom response is a whole other level. Like uh, no one imagined it to be what it turned out to be. I think in our wildest dreams, we still didn't quite get to what it really is. And that is, that alone is beyond kind of words. Like I can't, you know, every time I log on to any social media, there's just people talking about the higher public and, and, you know, people wondering about characters that we haven't seen for months you know, characters who may or may not be dead. And that's wild. You know, like that is truly just some next level type stuff. So to experience that as a writer, um, it's something I've always dreamed of. And it's really cool to be here. 
So as a part of the High Republic initiative and the community, you've had two Star Wars celebrations under your belt now. The most recent being obviously in London. What was that experience like? Uh, I had so much fun. I mean, I just, I, like, <clears throat> even if I wasn't a creator, I would be going to celebration and enjoying it. I love uh, the energy and the vibes and the people and the toys and everything else. It's just such a good time. And, and I, as a fan, I love the announcements. I mean, we got to, you know, go into the room when they were talking about all the upcoming shows. And that absolutely blew my mind. You know, I was screaming like everybody else. So it's just it's such an exciting time in Star Wars. And then to get to be a part of it is next level. But then again, like it just, it really always comes back to the Heart Public fandom for me and just how much uh, they have embraced us and how much, even beyond us, like that they're just so um, into the world and so creative about their mm. response to it. I've always said, you know, even before all this, I've always said that the greatest. Uh, response you can get to something you create is to see that it inspired someone to create something else, you know, and that is like just really the epitome of of the higher public, I think, and the fandom in particular, whether it's uh, cosplay, fan art, just mm. memes, you know, like I don't read the fan fiction, but I know there's a lot of it. That's so it's so inspiring to me, and I think it's, it becomes like a cycle of inspiring, you know, it's like we inspire them and they inspire us back. And that's that's the best part about the whole thing. So I'm I'm just so happy. And then that moment of of everyone gathering, you know, in mm. costume. There's nothing in my life that can compare to that except the first time it happened, you know? <laughs> like the fact that it got bigger the second time is yeah. even more mind blowing. Right. Yep, you're I'm pretty sure that's the same experience for all you guys. I just I had talked to George, Kevin, yep. all of them were like mind blown, you know. That's that's such a cool thing to experience, you know, as a as a part of the community, you know, and as a creator, totally. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So the reason one of the main reasons you're here is the High Republic Adventures is officially back. And I am stoked out of my mind. Uh, this is one of my favorite things in the High Republic. Um, and I am beating this drum all the time. Like I know Thank people you. don't always read everything, but I'm like, read everything. You're missing so much. <laughs> and, and especially, Daniel, like the kids from phase one. Oh, they're so close to my heart and a lot of people's hearts. Um, I know our girl Isabella, um, who rocked her cosplay at of, of uh, Court, you know, at Star Wars Celebration yes. 2022. Court is so close to so many of our hearts, and we're all freaking out at these cover announcements that have been coming out. So, all that to be yes. said, I'm just going to fan for a second and just say how Please. stoked I am that the title is back. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Means a lot of, to me. Of course, it. of course. So, with... Um, with this title being back, what can some of the people, you know, like myself, who have been following along since the start, what can we look forward to with the return of the Higher Public Adventures? Oh, man. I mean, <clears throat> the first order of business, of course, is like finding what happened to the folks who are missing and presumed dead. And as much as like, you know, we are as a galaxy engaged in the battle against the Nile, the, there's a very real mandate within that and an urgency even a year later for these mm -hmm. young people to find each other and to see. And I mean, those two, those two goals intersect, fortunately, but it, there's a, there's an aspect of it that is just like what happened to these folks. And I think in that uh, the fandom is alongside us, you know, so like the characters and the fandom are all wondering the same thing. And that's really where we pick up. Um, it's been a really hard year uh, for Zine and Court. They've, just lived through war now and they've both really grown up in a lot of ways and it's 
I think one of the most gratifying parts about doing this work as a writer is really being able to watch these kids grow up and uh, and chart their their growth and their maturity. And it's also there's a reality to it, both just in the fact that like those that age range, you know, they're really like we're watching them kind of go from like 15, 16 into 18, 19 era, you know, and there's a lot of growth in that period, no matter what, no matter what, even without a galactic, you know, struggle going on. Uh, kids really do grow a lot in that period. And I think stories are always about change and about growth. And a lot of times, and especially in IP work, it's hard to get that growth in there because you're working with a character that a hundred other people will write and have written. Mm. And, you know, they have to kind of maintain certain like stable points that we can always come back to. And that's not the case here. And I think, you know, as a crew, we all have really enjoyed um, leaning into that and like really watching everyone mature in different ways. But particularly for my part, when it's young people, you know, they are all about growth and they're all about mm. um, change and learning and, and becoming better versions of themselves, hopefully. And <laughs> in some cases not. <laughs> but, you know, it's been really fun to just lean into that and, and see where it takes us. And, you know, Daniel, I would have you on every single month because, you know, as these issues come out, it's like a steady stream of content. And I would love to be able to chat about it, you know, in real time. But, you know, unfortunately, that's probably not going to work out for either of our schedules. But um, <laughs> I, I and looking ahead to, you know, what fans and we have to expect for this series, like, what are you most excited about for the readers to experience? Oh, man, there's so much. First of all, I, I need to shout out uh, Harvey Tolibau, who is just like truly yes. the heart and soul of this of this series. He's so uh, talented, gracious, brilliant. He He's such a storyteller. And like, you know, I think it can't be said enough just how much art is story in the comics medium and how good at that Harvey is, you know, how much influence he's had over the characters. Mm. I mean, take Court, right? Like Court didn't have any lines in basic until halfway into the, if not, no, more than halfway mm -hmm. into the phase one run. And he was still a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. Like that's all Harvey, you know what I mean? Like I can't take any credit <laughs> for that. All I did was draw some very sketchy uh, concept art and let him run <laughs> with it. And, you know, I mean, Court's actions speak loudly for sure, but really it's, uh, Harvey's just given them so much humanity and personality and, and it's amazing to watch. And that's what I love about writing comics is getting to work with great folks like like Harvey. Um, and all the other um, upcoming artists, I don't know who's been announced or who will have been announced yet, so I'll keep that quiet, except I will say that Nick Brokenshire, who did the, uh, who's done a lot of Star Wars stuff. Love him. He did the, yeah, he's great. He did the FCBD um, yep. from Phase 1, the free comic book day issue yes. with Ram and Lula and, and Xena on Valo. So he's doing a really special kind of, joint issue with Harvey for oh. issues two and three nice. where they're okay. collaborating and they're both working on the issue together. Oh, man. Not because sometimes that happens because like, uh, you know, the artist is under strain or you're coming up on the deadline and you have to bring in someone as a filler or whatever. That's not that this was a, these are two issues that were intentionally designed to be almost like an artistic duet from, nice. the, from the beginning. So um, I can't wait for people to see that because the pages are coming in right now and they're incredible. <sighs> And there's just so much 
cool stuff in the pipeline that I, I, I don't even know how to talk about it without spoiling it, but all of it is amazing from us, from, from my perspective as a storyteller, the experience of creating it has been so fulfilling and, and exciting and uh, scary. And I just can't imagine what it's going to be like for the readers. And I just want to throw it out there. Can I throw my hat in for Tony Bruno to return? He is one of my favorites. Oh I yeah. I love, love his work. Yeah, I love Tony too. Tony's amazing. He did such a great job on Phase Two. Yes, and, uh, we plan. We we hope to have him back. Okay, good, good, good. Well, Daniel. Also, before we know it, it's going to be 2024. Literally, a month from now is January 2024, and Ooh. your next novel, Escape from Valo, with Alyssa Wong, who you already mentioned, is yes. coming out. So. If the two of, of your inter- Twitter interactions are any indication, I think we're in for a doozy. <laughs> yes. So yes, will fans be freaking out like alongside yes. you guys yes, when will. this book comes out? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Now, I, every time I see people get excited, I'm, I, I have to remind myself how much nobody knows about this book. Like, this. <laughs> like we, we just now got the character names for those three kids. Yes. There's a slew more characters coming that are so <laughs> wild that I just can't wait for people to meet. Um, I think by this point, we'll know more about, by the time this airs, we'll know more about uh, one of the baddies that I'm really excited about. Who, All right shows up uh in some other stuff too and uh there's just there's so much to dig into with this book like i i can't wait to i can't wait for it to come out because i can't wait to talk about it more with people because Alyssa <laughs> and i just really besides the fact that we put our hearts and souls into this we really put our our demented creativity to it and <laughs> i feel like we we share there's like a venn diagram of our brains and it does it's not a perfect circle by any means but there's a there's a really interesting crossover point in our brains. And then I think the points that don't cross over are even, you know, what makes the book even more interesting Um, because we really just went into it with a lot of love for the era and for the characters in the world, obviously. And then Mm -hmm. it just grew and grew and grew. And, and it's to the point where I don't even know, who wrote which part anymore because we kept tossing <laughs> it back and forth and being like, oh, why don't you take a swing at this scene? Oh, okay, let's keep going on this. You know, we oh. just like worked it like that. And That's and that amazing. was so gratifying and so much fun. That's amazing. I was just talking to George Mann and he was saying that, you know, even when you're writing a, a, a book solo, it feels like a team effort. But I can only imagine when you're actually co-writing, like the difference that that makes and just totally. that it just takes that collaboration, you know, up a notch and it sounds yeah, so I mean, I was, it was literally like, you know, those movies when it's the like retired hitman who's like living with his dog. And then I guess that would be John Wick, right? And then they show up and they're like, yeah, we need you back for one more run. Like that, that was me with this book. And the only reason I said yes is because it was going to be working with Alyssa. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I would love to have you both on the show yeah, um, we'll and talk day. about that book as it gets closer to release. So uh-huh. I already know, you know, The Eye of Darkness recently came out. Everyone's clamoring over that, but it'll be a matter of moments when everyone's done and ready for the next thing. So yeah, that's <laughs> what's so cool about enough, the higher public. There's just, there's like constantly stuff and people constantly want more and yep. you know that's that's the cycle right yeah exactly exactly well um as we wrap up here i'm going to ask you mm-hmm. one final question that i ask yes. all of my guests um every every episode i talk about the last book that i've read what i'm currently reading and what i'm planning on reading next and this can be as general as you want it can be a comic book it can be something you're working on but daniel what is your last current next okay uh, in terms of what i'm reading or what i'm working on well, reading. If you're working on it and you're reading at the same time, I'll count that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually reading uh, Tarkin right now by James Luce. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Terrific book. Really loving it. Uh, lots of interesting things. Is that your connected. first time? 
to connect it to phase three in interesting ways. Uh, yes, yeah, my first time reading it. It's oh, great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It so is really is, good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. That's oh, and awesome. then what else? Well, I mean, it's kind of like what did you what did you just finish reading? What are you reading now? And what are you going to read next? Oh, my bad. Um, uh, let me think. I'm always reading comics. Um, I'm reading this, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, um, the hunger and the dusk is that what it's called? Uh, by G. Willow Wilson. Okay. Uh, it's an ongoing uh, series from IDW, I believe. Nice. I, I have the title wrong. It's great though. It's like orcs and people and chaos and it's really good um saga of course although i'm behind and what else what oh what am i reading next ah you cut me off guard. <laughs> i'm trying to remember what's on my i have a, you know i have a huge tbr like everybody else in the oh, world yeah. um you know so just close your pull, eyes and pick one i guess let me pull up my kindle app <laughs> there, there you go there you go that's the best way to do it where is it here we go Oh, so man, I'm I'm actually in the too. I'm, I'm always juggling books. Um, mm-hmm. I picked up that habit from my mom, and uh, t- oh, I also yes, I did just read one of the drafts of um, the Great Temptation of the Force, which is <laughs> incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the that's the next Del Rey novel. Okay, nice, nice. Um, wait for it. Of course, Doctor Afra is ongoing. He's also behind. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Tarkin, James Luceno. Okay, so there's this great book that I'm trying to find the title of. The script for Gremlins is fantastic. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that one. No, the movie Gremlins, the script. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Gotcha. Okay. I thought yeah, that was the title yeah, of the book. Yeah, the script so for, for Gremlins. No, I know. People, <laughs> people don't know. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay, so I was just reading this book called The Lion House by Christopher de Bellage. Uh, it's it's like a it's a history book and it's about um, the Ottoman Empire and all the different kind of personalities and intrigue and espionage around that. It's super fascinating. Um, oh, nice! That's interesting. Also, just read reread Midsummer Night's Dream, um, which is a winner, obviously. <laughs> and then there's a book <laughs> called uh, Light in Gaza, which is a, um, an anthology of different essays by folks who live in Gaza about their experiences there. That's uh, been really fascinating. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, as we wrap up, Daniel, is there anything that you can talk about that you're working on that's maybe coming out next year? It, that's It doesn't have to be in the Star Wars franchise. And I know you've also recently entered the podcasting world. So if you want to talk about you know, that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sure. Um, so, yeah, I have a podcast with my wife. It is called Ink Bottle. And it, it's, you know, connected to your work. It's It's really about creativity and parenting and where they intersect. And uh, we do a lot of episodes about craft, um, different writing techniques and strategies and creative management of your lifestyle and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's been really fun. We have such a good time, as you can tell if you listen to any of the episodes. We spend most of them laughing and um, just, you know, we also do a fair amount of like deep dives into craft stuff, but we're chuckling the whole time. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So th- that and then connected to that because uh, you can find that you can find that anywhere podcasts are uh you know itunes and all that but it lives on my Substack, um and Substack is another thing i've been really putting a lot of time into um in these past couple of weeks especially uh and just building up that so i write a lot of essays on there uh, whether it's about craft or the events of the world or just personal things that are going on um, mm-hmm. and i've been also using that space to post a lot of drawings and comics 
And it's just been a really good space for me, particularly as, um, you know, sites like Twitter crash and burn and everything. <laughs> it's nice to have uh, something like Substack where I can really stretch out mm. and and get like longer concepts down and, and explore things more deeply. So I've been loving that. Um, you can find me. It's like Daniel Jose Older at Substack, I think. It's easy to find if you Google my name and the word Substack. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining and chatting about, you know, all things, you know, fatherhood, <laughs> Star Wars, the High Republic, High Republic Adventures. You guys, please give Daniel Jose um, a follow on, like he said, on Substack, on all the socials. You know he's out there. You know where to find him. So, Daniel, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Hello, this is Zoraida Cordova, author of Convergence and... Uh, many other Star Wars stories. Um, I wanted to say that my favorite piece of Star Wars media from 2023 has got to be Ahsoka. Um, It's a very, very close tie with Andor, but I just love seeing characters that were animated, brought to life. Um, It was such a treat being able to see not just Ahsoka, but the way she interacted with Ezra and it just felt like uh, such a wonderful fan moment Um, and of course shout out to my High Republic peeps because I love writing in this era and this timeline so that's many more things than (laughs) uh, than I was gonna say but yeah Ahsoka the High Republic I just you know we all love Star Wars so much so um, I love hearing everything that you all love as well Hey, it's Mitch from that dude that read that book. My favorite Star Wars moment of the year was watching people fight over whether Ahsoka was the greatest thing Star Wars has ever done or the worst thing Star Wars has ever done. But in all seriousness, my favorite thing of Star Wars this year has been the community. It's awesome as always, and I cannot wait to see what the community does going into 2024. Hi, it's Isabella of Isabella Crafts. And my favorite Star Wars project of the year has to be High Republic Tales of Light and Life from all the luminous authors. Um, This book was absolutely insane. It has some of my favorite characters in it. And just being able to see all of them from each of the phases all together and within one book, it was truly, truly amazing. I can't stop thinking about it. I will never stop thinking about Tessa's story. And yeah, for Light in Life. Hello, my name is Ario Anindito, and uh, I'm a comic artist uh, working for Marvel Star Wars The High Republic series. Um, uh, this might sound very biased, but my favorite Star Wars media from 2023 is the Star Wars High Republic comic series from Marvel Comics um, Phase 3. Uh, and of course that is because I work on it and it's it feels so great and it's wonderful to be back with the characters again uh, those characters that I've I've known so very well uh, because of our journey in phase one uh, we got to meet Keith, uh, Avar and uh, so many other uh, familiar characters that uh, from phase one so yeah, it's it's such a, a great thing uh, for me to, to, to work on those characters again um, that I know very well. Uh, even though they, are, they have changed uh, since the last event, uh, 
it clearly affected them um, but yeah it, it feels so good uh, to be back uh, so that's my favorite media but if I can't choose the the, the thing that I am working on myself then uh, for me it will be Ahsoka series because uh, uh, we finally get to see those characters uh, as, uh, beside Ahsoka in live action I mean uh, to see Sabine and uh, to see Grand Admiral Thrawn and then Hera Syndulla uh, it's, it's fantastic to see them in, in real life action also, I'm loving the new baddies, Shin Hati and uh, Balan Skull. Um, they are just great. I uh, can't wait to, to have the action figures of those baddies because I, I collect action figures. Yeah, so so that uh, those are my favorite media, Star Wars media in 2023. Um, make sure to follow all the High Republic Star Wars media and especially the Star Wars High Republic comic series because boy uh, we have a lot to show you and uh, be prepared <laughs> may the force be with you this is the way and we're all the Republic hey Jason it's Justin here uh, aka the nerdy bookshelf uh, thinking about your question of what was the most memorable Star Wars moment of 2023, it is uh, so hard to decide with all the media that we've gotten with the High Republic books and the comics and the shows. Um, besides Ahsoka probably being the best thing we got this year, I'd have to say the most memorable, though, was the cliffhanger ending we got in Bad Batch Season 2. Uh, the way that ended, it needed more explanation. We needed to see what happens next, and we gotta wait probably a full year or two before we see what happens to that crew. So I'd have to say that was probably the most memorable moment of this last year. Anyway, good to hear from you, man. Hope you're doing well. Hi, this is Nicole, aka Comically Caffeinated, and my favorite piece of Star Wars media of 2023 is the Yoda comic book series. Um, you get this great through line of Yoda from the High Republic to the original trilogy. And it just has a great message that the greatest teaching tool is failure. Thank you so much to all of my friends and community members, including authors, artists, uh, from people around the world. I love hearing all the different accents and just where how literally fans from around the world come together and enjoy Star Wars. So I cannot thank you all enough for sending in your submissions. This has been my favorite episode of the year, I think, mainly because so many of you were a part of it. And, you know, unselfishly, I also can't let this episode go by without sharing my favorite things from Star Wars in 2023, which is definitely a hard question to answer. I know this threw a lot of people off trying to pick one thing. Um... But I think I'm going to echo what a lot of my friends said, um, and it just has to be the High Republic in general for me. The High Republic continues to just offer such a variety of content from diverse creators and voices and authors and creatives, and the community that receives it is just the best. And so I feel like it's the entire High Republic, what we're the actual products, the media, um, but also just the community that has been formed and just continues to be fostered. It's the closest thing to my heart in terms of Star Wars content. And like a lot of you said, I cannot wait to see what the new year brings. That's it for this Dad Reads in 2023. It has been quite a year. I cannot wait to see what the next year brings. And uh, I'm wishing all of you a happy new year, and I will see you in 2024. Take us out, Casey. 
Thank you so much for listening. For more of my content, visit my website at thisdadreads.com for full book reviews, interviews, and articles. Follow me on socials at thisdadreads on Twitter and Instagram. This Dad Reads, the podcast, is produced by Erebus Industries and me. Special thanks to my editor, Jeremy Tuttle, and Tacoma Media for the use of their song bounce. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and leave me a five-star review. It really helps. Catch you next time.